0: British manufacturing Podcast brought to you by MTD, MFG, and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to this week's Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's podcast, we will discuss the positive British manufacturing use in the last seven days and introduce this week's special guest. Who this week is Paul Davis. The President and Managing Director of Alexander Dennis. But before we talk about the news, I'd just like to mention the Factory Now initiative. The Factory Now initiative has been launched to help British manufacturers boost their sales, collaborate, and reshore. Members are being added to the site every week with new articles and case studies to discuss. This week, for example, R&D specialist Catax have secured more than £190,000 worth of government tax benefits for its client, Chopsticks. More on this and other stories can be found at mtdmfg.com forward slash factory now. Stuart, welcome to the podcast. How are we doing this week?
1: Yeah, really good. We've got a good eclectic mix of stories and a fantastic guest. So very much looking forward to this week's podcast, Joe.
0: Yeah, well, let's start. Uh, There's more good news coming out of Bob Babcock this week, isn't there?
1: certainly is. Um, the British engineering giant has been awarded a £30 million contract to provide drive dock maintenance for the Royal Navy's Queen Elizabeth-class uh, aircraft carriers. This will sustain around about 300 jobs. The work will be carried out at Ross size where the firm, the firm has recently invested more than £100 million. And this follows on from a story that we, we've covered in previous um, podcasts. Um, they've started building the first of five Royal Navy Type 31 frigates, um, which is HMS Ventura. And that's at the, a new assembly plant at the same Scottish site. The firm is also creating 500 jobs to support this 1.25 billion frigate programme. So, yeah, a um, whole, whole range of uh, good news from, from Babcock in recent months.
0: For sure. And notably, really, they've broken ground on their new production facility as well this week.
1: Yeah, not too much on this. So it's under construction in Peterborough. Um, and Oakley's new factory, which is a Swedish firm's first in the UK and one of the largest of its type in the world. If anyone's anyone, anyone seen the imagery, it's, uh, it's massive. And it will produce around about 300 million litres of oat drink per year. Um, scheduled to open next year. The Malmo headquarter firm's huge investment is expected to create more than 200 jobs. So it's been particularly popular on social media that oat drink seems to have a fan base. It's it's uh, it's pass me by but it seems to be very popular
0: yeah there we are maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get some free samples Stuart after the podcast yeah the next one's exciting I know we've touched on it previously but 120 million pounds worth of funding uh, for future nuclear projects have, uh, have been announced this week also
1: yeah and this this fund is designed to unlock and accelerate new nuclear technologies while encouraging new players into the market Um, It's called the Future Nuclear Enabling Fund. Um, It will help to realise the government's ambition to approve eight new reactors by the end of this decade, as committed to in the British Energy Security Strategy, which was published last month. And, you know, I think most people are aware now that nuclear power is a key part of the UK's energy mix, helping to reduce dependence on global gas markets, as talked about with Liam at uh, Control Energy last week. Boosting the UK's energy ind- independence, which is obviously critical of, with what's going on in Ukraine, protecting con- con- consumers from high energy bills, and uh, which again we touched upon last week, and stimulating investment in nuclear as a clean energy technology of the future. So, um, yeah, very welcome, news.
0: Yeah, and the next one—it's uh, passed me by this story. that's not. I've picked it, I've not seen this week, this week, so maybe you can fill me in. But REE Automotive set to open a new assembly plant in the Midlands.
1: Yeah, the Israeli-owned electric vehicle startup um, will open a new UK factory and plans to double its workforce in this country as well. And this is one of the first major manufacturing investments from the new wave of makers. Its new production facility in Coventry will be heavily automated um, with few direct jobs, but the group expects its total UK workforce to rise from the current 150 to to around 300. The assembly plant, um, which is set to open later this year, And for people, you know, not familiar with the company, the company, which is founded by Daniel um, Burrell in in 2013, specializes in integrating electric motors and technology into bespoke corners, as they call them, that can be linked to form the base or platform of of a vehicle. So good news for the Midlands.
0: Yeah. And then no doubt that's set to grow, isn't it? Because that that technology is certainly not going away. Um, But Stuart, let's take a short pause on this week's news, as I'd like to introduce this week's guest who is Paul Davis, the Managing Director and President at Alexander Dennis. Paul, a very warm welcome. Good morning, gents. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. But before we find up, uh, find out more about ADL, can we learn a little bit more about Paul Davis, please? A bit about your career to date and your current responsibilities?
2: Sure, no problem. Well, um, you know, I've had the, the, the pleasure of spending my entire career in, in the sort of automotive sector, uh, both in rail and bus, um, and indeed, I've been with um, Alexander Dennis now for almost a quarter of a century, which seems quite remarkable. Um, um, and, you know, I was very fortunate to have had, um, you know, a, a sort of really varied um, career in terms of my sort of, of responsibilities. And, you know, I came back to the UK in July 2020, which was probably the, the worst possible time in many respects. You know, having spent 20 years um, over in Hong Kong running um, our Asia-Pacific um, region, um, which you know again it was, was 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 super exciting um, and gave me a you know you know fabulous opportunity to learn about the business you know whether it was growing into new markets, operations development in, in, in Asia um, and you know it just been you know provided me with the tools and skills that that, that that have allowed me to sort of step up into the role I've got today, which is to to lead um, the next phase of Alexander Dennis's evolution. Um, you know, as you know, we're one hundred and twenty-seven years old. So, you know, that that's you know an incredible history, and something that 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 really keeps me focused in terms of carrying the baton for the next generation. So, you know, right now um, is a, a really interesting time in our in our journey, um, particularly coming out of the pandemic with this transition to you know sort of net zero and and the whole decarbonisation agenda that we're we're tackling at the moment.
0: Fantastic, and now. Uh... Brief overview of Alexander Dennis, if if that's possible. You know a bit about the history, the product range, etc.
2: Yeah, sure. As I say, we were we founded in eighteen ninety five, um, which is which is incredible when you think about it. You know, um, we are still the <clears throat> the oldest and the biggest bus and coach manufacturer in, in the UK. But you know, we're not just about the UK. We're we're very lucky to have uh, you know an international business. Um, you know, we we started in Asia back in the nineteen seventies, um, but we've grown. You know, elsewhere we now we now sell buses into the likes of as far away as New Zealand. Um, you know, we have a, a European footprint and also you know quite a big um, vehicle population in the North American market. Um, so you know, we, we don't just you know, although we are British based, we consider ourselves very very much global. Um, you know, we, we we're still the largest employer in the UK in our sector. We have more than you know two thousand employees at the moment, um, you know, including. Um, you know our manufacturing sites in, in Falkirk and in Scarborough. From a product range standpoint, um, you know, we, we offer the full suite of products. We 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 typically will um do do what our customers um ask us for. So know so from from single deck to, to double deck, we also have the coach brand Plaxton which was founded in nineteen oh seven. So again a, a long history and um you know it's a it's a, all things to all people, if you like, I think is, 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 is the reason why the business has been successful historically and, and that's something that we're absolutely focused on to ensure that we've got a bright f- future. Um, and just to fi- to, final, you know, to finish off if, if you like is um, you know in 2019 we became part of the RFI group. Um, you know they, they, they acquired Alexander Dennis in May 2019 and, and, and again, I think it's been really positive for us to, to be part of a much bigger a much bigger um, international business.
1: Morning, Paul. It's Stuart. Thanks for joining us. Um, Fascinating to hear about your personal background and um, the history and uh, product range within ADL. Just to further illustrate uh, the the company, would you mind just giving us a brief summary of the contracts you've recently won? Because in recent times, it's almost every month we've covered great news stories, positive news stories from Alexander Dennis on the MTD and Jefferson Networks.
2: Sure. Well, you know, th- th- thanks for your coverage. Um, yeah, lots to talk about, um, um, and you know, a number of you know really exciting initiatives and and, and sort of contracts that I can that I can sort of run around the world almost in many respects. Probably starting in the UK, <clears throat> obviously as part of the the transition to zero emissions. The, the we we were you know delighted to win the Liverpool City Council you know hydrogen tender. So that's for hydrogen fuel cell electric double deck buses and we're going to you know start delivering those um later this year and you know the really cool thing about that that win was it's the it was the first you know I would I would call it you know really commercially uh, open tender for for um hydrogen double decks we were delighted to win that really excited um, you know the, the the first vehicles actually I was, I was on them yesterday in the factory and you know about to start the testing cycle so so that's an exciting one um through the all-electric bus town initiative, we've also been awarded um, you know 130 double-deck EV buses for National Express, um, and again those buses will start to be th- th- delivered this year. So again, that that's really I would just say adding to the overall um, speed of transition to electric. And then sort of you know harking back to my time in Hong Kong, um, we've also won. Uh, an order from from the Kowloon Motor Bus Company, um, which is Hong Kong's largest bus operator, for the first of our integral three axle, um, you know, battery electric double deck buses, and that's you know that's really significant. As I said earlier on, we we we've been you know selling to the home Hong, Hong Kong market from you know since the nineteen seventies. Um, and clearly, you know, with China being the heartland of, 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 of sort of battery electric buses, both, both from a supply chain and, and also, you know, complete bus supply standpoint, you know, to be able to continue that journey in Hong Kong is, is hugely important to us. I think I, in addition to that, I would, I would also just call out a couple of other ones. I mean, you know, although the zero emissions transition is, is at the forefront of everybody's mind, you know, you know, diesel still has a place in in, in many, in many, in many sectors, and we're, we're in the process of delivering a contract of two hundred um, left-hand drive, three-door, two staircase, double deck buses to BVG in Berlin, which again is is, is a hugely significant achievement for us, um, and and just to sort of underline the the, the customization point I made a, a while ago. Um, you know we're also supplying three door two staircase right-hand drive buses um to the the, the land transport authority in Singapore so um you know it's, it's it's all things all things to all people as i said and you know we've made it we've made it a, our business to ensure that we can you know first of all respond to our customers needs from a product standpoint but also serve every sector of the market because um you, you know the, the the, the UK market, for example, you have big groups, you have you know, major independents, but then you also have the smaller, you know, retail customers, you know, as it were. And, and we want to make sure that we can we can service all of our, our customers.
1: No, absolutely. And and the Berlin story last year was uh, one of the top five stories on on the site in the whole year. It was so it was so popular and so welcome. One of the other stories I uh, covered last year, I believe there's some reshoring um announced as well with, with chassis production. And that to you know, on to, to my next question really. I know you 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 touched on Falkirk and, and Scarborough. Would you mind just giving our listeners an overview of your manufacturing sites in the UK? What they do, capability and product range, and you know ha- how it's organised really internally. If you, um, if you wouldn't mind, Paul.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we 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 <clears throat> we have two main sites in the UK, as as, as you said, Vol- Volker and Scarborough. We also have a, a, a smaller site in Larbert, which we use for, um, you know, first off builds. So, for example, the hydrogen buses are are, are being produced in the, in the Larbert factory. Um, you know, in terms of size and scale, um, you know Falkirk's roughly 700 people, Scarborough's 900 people. So, two sort of you know we are we are we are a significant employer in in those areas. Um, the only difference between the sites in terms of manufacturing capability is is the the, the Plaxton coach buses, the, the Plaxton coaches rather are only produced in Scarborough. But effectively, we we we've set the the, the both sites up to be able to to sort of effectively be able to build any type of bus product that that, that, that we're selling so for example the bvg contract the, the, those buses are being built in scarborough at the moment scarborough hadn't built the sort of large high capacity air conditioned buses before so again the, the, the guys have done an absolutely fantastic job to reshape the factory to to be able to accommodate you know new, new product types and of course you know talking about zero emissions transition again we've had to Sort of adapt both of the sites as, as, as we continue that journey, um, because there are subtle differences in, in terms of how you how you you know you build a, a zero emission bus compared to a conventional diesel bus. So you know there's you know, some big investment has taken place. Um, you know there's there's more to come. I mean, because clearly it's not just about facilities; it's, it's about our people. Um, you know we're nothing without our, our team members, and, and and you know that's another area where we have to you know been focused in terms of training, upskilling. Um, you know, our apprenticeship programmes, they t- they start to take a different form. So, for example, um, you, know, you know, automotive um, electrical skills are, you know, reasonably hard to come by. There's a big demand for them. So we're having to sort of be more creative in terms of how we shape apprentice schemes, for example, and, and how we make them much more focused, much more specific for our application, for our industry. So, you know, at the moment we've got about you know 40-odd apprentices going through the programme and we're working with you know, our local education partners to, to, to make sure that we can make those you know, fit, fit for purpose for the future.
1: No, fantastic. Great to hear that you're investing in the next generation of coach builders. And uh, we call the Great, Great British Manufacturing Podcast. So it'd be remiss of me not to ask what, in your personal um, view, how important is it? What the advantages of and any challenges of, of building in Britain?
2: Well, i think you, you, you can't understate the importance of it and it's not just in terms of you know local employment in the uk not even just from a manufacturing standpoint but but you know we've tried in the past to put a number on the amount of jobs that we affect through the supply chain and it's not insignificant um, you know these are high valued skilled jobs you know and 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 we should be doing everything we can to to you know not just sustain them but but grow them um, and also, I mean I talked earlier on, without you know, without the foundation of a really strong UK business, our ability to go and do some of those things internationally—whether it's Berlin, whether it's Hong Kong, Singapore, New Zealand, Canada, uh, US, cetera, you know, Canada, US, etc.—you know, we you know, we, we would struggle to do that if we did not have you know you know that UK bedrock, if you like. So, um, you know, that 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 is you know, you know, really you know, significant, significantly important. The other point I would make is, you know, D- double deck is a bit of a, of a of a of a sort of you know UK niche product, if you like, and and, and you know, and, and as a, as are the midi buses that we supply. So you know, there are there are not an endless list of, of alternative options out there. Um, so you know, in terms of just supporting the, the, the sort of British requirement for those types of products, is as as you know, shouldn't be underestimated as well.
0: Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Um, I'd like to move on about uh, to the supply chain, if possible. What What are the challenges and trends you're experiencing in the market? As I say, supply chain, price rises, cost of living, etc. Yeah,
2: well, that's a daily conversation at the moment, as as I'm sure you can appreciate, and and you know, it's affecting all all. Industries in different ways. Um, you know, clearly we're, we are, we do find ourselves in a in a hyperinflation environment. Um, you know, energy costs this year have, have, have been really difficult to manage, um, and 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 continue to do so. Um, you know, we are seeing some of our core raw materials, whether that's steel, aluminium, you know, you know, doubling, tripling, if not more, um, at, at different times. And and actually just getting access to components, you know, because you know, when you when you think about it, bus manufacturing is, is relatively low volume compared to car. So if you find yourselves using similar components to, you know, full-scale automotive, as it were, you know, you're you're not you're you're not really going to be a priority. So it is, it is a huge challenge. Um, you know, we not a day goes by at the moment where either we have a supply chain hiccup that, that that's impacting our production. Um, or, or indeed, um, a request for um, a price increase because of the impact of of raw materials and energy costs. So, uh, anyway, come, you know, coming when although we thought that the the pandemic and everything that that brought was um, was a big, you know, a challenge in itself. You know, you know, we're wrestling with new challenges as, as we sort of get out the end of it. Um, so it's it is a bit of a constant battle.
0: So, what support would you like to see from organisations within the sector and even UK government?
2: Yeah, but I think, you know, there is a lot of support. I think that the pandemic has forced the industry together a bit more. There's, there's many more conversations. There's, there's many more, you know, much more connectivity, if you like. Um, you know, we've seen different different speeds of assistance. Um, you know, if you take Scotland, for example, the, the Scottish government allocated funds and deployed it, you know, fairly easily and fairly quickly, which was helpful as we tried to get, you know, get the industry back on its feet. Um, you know, clearly the UK government has has schemes as well. Zebra, the Zebra scheme was launched with a with a commitment to bring 4,000 zero emission buses onto the road. You know that that's a slightly different flavour as it, as it requires much more interaction between the local authorities and the local bus operators. Um, and you know, the, you know, we, we we've been quite consistent in, in our message to government that the funding, the the, the applica- you know, how that's applied and the speed of application. Is, is really quite critical um for us because it hasn't been as as, as as fast as we would have liked, and um you know that 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 is an area where we could do with you know just keeping keeping the focus on making sure that the, the industry can meet the net zero targets
0: fantastic, and just a final one for me if, if possible um ADL you, you tend to be ahead of the technology curve and getting your customers to adopt the latest technology. Uh, what's next you know for the rest of this year and and, and beyond I guess?
2: Yeah, well, some some of the things unfortunately I can't I can't share with you because they're, they're still un, un, under wraps. I mean, you know all I would say is you, you know the, the the speed of transition has has been you know way faster than any of us would, would have anticipated and you know and I think we have the the pandemic to almost thank for that in some some respects. You know, from an ADL standpoint, we are undertaking at the moment um I would say the most significant and important product development um activity in in the company's history um and as I say I I, I can't share all of the details um with with you on this podcast sadly but 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 you know uh, you 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 follow us closely so you know watch this space in the weeks and months ahead but we've got some you know it's an exciting time for our industry you know we've got a fantastic team of you know engineering product development talent that have got a track record of you know really nailing some first-class products to some you know um you know, know, really, you know, customers markets, you know, as I said, we've got that that, that global track record and we are absolutely committed to make sure that we can continue to support our customers on that journey to net zero. So as I say, watch this space.
0: Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. As you say, we cover you a fair bit. There's always plenty news coming out of Alexander Dennis. So I, I wish you all the best, all the best for the onward success. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to finally catch up.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to talk to you.
0: Stuart, we cover Alexander Dennis a lot, don't we? That was a fascinating interview. It's great to have him on.
2: Absolutely. And,
1: uh, you know, the, the, the range of new contracts and obviously so much going on in that market. And, uh, yeah, fascinating to, to hear about Paul's background and, and learn more about um, ADL um, and the sites in Folkestone, and Scarborough, etc. cetera. Yeah, yeah. So
0: the next one, 50 million data innovation hub set to help manufacturers improve productivity. It's, it's a good headline, but what can you tell us about the story?
1: Yeah, Uh, so UK manufacturers are uh, to have their productivity and competitiveness boosted thanks to a new digital smart factory and Testbed, and this is based at Ulster University. The £50 million smart manufacturing data innovation hub will support small and medium-sized manufacturers to capture and better utilize their data, helping them to increase productivity, growth and sustainability nearly 10,000 manufacturers are expected to benefit from the hub and 13,000 jobs will be supported helping to boost economic growth and level up regions across the UK
0: wonderful news um this next one's a a bit of a monster plans have been uh, revealed to establish a 150 million residual waste and renewable gas facility at t works is there any more room up there <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know. Hopefully, um, we'll be having Ben Hutchin, who's been instrumental in, in securing this and in, inward in investment. Ben Hutchin will be on a future podcast, so we, we can ask him more about it then, Joe. So Circular Fuels is behind the plant, which will take non-recyclable residual waste from household, households and industry and convert it into renewable dimeth- dimethyl ether, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is a safe and cost-effective clean burning fuel The fuel behaves in the same way as LPG and can be stored in cylinders and used by properties and industry not connected to the UK's national uh, gas grid. More than 200 jobs will be created during the construction phase. An additional 50 jobs will be created once the plant is operational in 2024. And when it's up and running, the plant will have capacity to produce around 50,000 tonnes of fuel per year.
0: Yep, brilliant. And this next one, it's a a big company. Not everyone knows a Mega, but Mega have secured funding to expand uh, expand its site in endeavor Devon. I picked this one up a couple of days ago, and it's more welcome news. It
1: certainly is, and it's not it's not a company that we we've talked about before on the on this podcast. So the electrical uh, testing equipment manufacturer. This is part of a £130 million loan facility to support the company's next phase of growth and enable further investment in green technologies at its manufacturing headquarters in Dover. UK Export Finance have guaranteed 80% of the new loan and provided by HSBC and Commerce Bank, I think, under the government's Export Development Guarantee Scheme, which is designed to drive major investment to a wide range of UK exporters. And this will allow MEGA to expand its UK exporting capacity. And invest £50 million upgrading its factory in Dover, supporting and creating new, um, high, highly skilled uh, green jobs at the site.
0: And the final story this week, it's a, it's a nice one. Uh, McLaren, uh, uh, they're, they're set to invest in the next generation of Formula One engineers.
1: Yeah, it's always great to have a, a good uh, STEM story to finish with. The University of Sheffield AMRC Training Centre, they're set to provide apprenticeships to trained uh, engineers for McLaren Racing's Formula One team. Starting in September, successful applicants will embark on a three, oh, sorry, level three apprenticeship programme in metallic machining. Trainees will, will divide their study time between AM, AMRC and Rotherham with on-site experience at McLaren uh, Technical Centre in Woking, Surrey. And they'll learn all aspects really involved with manufacturing metallic and additive manufacturing components, be able to operate various manual and computer numerical controlled machine tools within the manufacturing department. So, Fabulous opportunities uh, for, for young people to join a, a very, very uh, exciting industry.
0: And that brings an end to this week's podcast, Stuart. As always, the people at home, we don't have time to cover every story uh, in, in in this short podcast but if you'd like to go to mtdmfg.com you'll find a lot more obviously follow jefferson myself or mtdmfg on twitter a big thank you goes to stuart whitehead for his time as always paul davis the managing director and president of alexander dennis but as always the biggest thank you goes to you at home for taking time out your busy day for listening to us we'll see you next week
2: Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.